Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. And I am here today to speak to you about some things going on in the world, and we just want to try to hear each other out, express how we're feeling, check on each other, and spread some love in these moments. And I just want you all to know that we're in this together. And we got each other. Love yourself. Love everybody else around you. And let's fight for what's right. Just want you all to remember that this is a safe space for myself and others to speak on things in our lives and our world. This is a chance to share what's going on behind the minds of the creative because what you see is not always the truth. Here you get to share, laugh, live, love, and sometimes debate. So we have several guests today, ladies and gentlemen. Take a seat and open up your hearts and your minds. Thank you for joining us. And remember, peace, love, and fierceness. So hello, lovely people. My first guest today is Miss Tasia Sims. Hey, Tasia. Hey. Oh, how are you today? I am doing all right. I did some very mundane domestic stuff. <laughs> so I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing okay. You listen, I got up this morning and I went for a very, very lovely jog. I've been running about two miles a day for um, every day this week. So I'm just trying to be more fit. And, you know, I'm approaching 30. I'll be 30 this year. So I'm like, you know, I, I do need to make a change that I intend to. I can't just let change happen. I need to make change happen. So I'm switching up my, you know, some lifestyle changes right now. I love it. I love it. I got up early and um, I did my little workout too. And um, I'm I'm glad to hear you'll be joining the 30 Club. Absolutely. I was scared a little bit, but you know, I'm happy to live every year fully and get to know myself better and um, excited for my journey in life, you know? So th thank you for welcoming me. But um. <laughs> Of course, one of the reasons I wanted you on today is because, again, I want to get out some voices that I know and see how they're doing, how they're feeling. I just want the conversation to continue. And I just want to share that in this moment that we're in right now in America, I feel like the follower versus a leader because of mm -hmm my temperament as a person. There's a lot of times in different situations where I feel like I naturally go into the leading mode, but yeah. there are some situations like this one right now where I feel like a follower. I am waiting for a leader to step up or rise up or several leaders because I don't think it's one. I think it, there's going to be several leaders all over in every community to step up and have things to say, have plans to express, and I will go off of that. That's just what I'm feeling in my spirit. I came to that conclusion yesterday because I've just, I've been feeling like, I'm like, maybe I need to say something. I don't know what I want to say. I'm afraid to share my opinion because I don't want any, you know, I don't want any backlash and I don't want to cause, you know, any more problems. 
But there are so mm-hmm. many issues and so many problems. But all in all, the feeling in the air and the feeling that I, I'm having right now is just very, very uneasy. It's sad. It's anger. It's just a ball of emotions. And it's definitely been a, a tough last couple of weeks. How, how has it been for you? How have you been feeling? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think, James, what you're doing is very wise um, to kind of step back and observe first before making any any emotional reaction. Um, we need people that are going to be observant and going to be moving in silence as opposed to being out here trying to just create noise just to get, you know, people riled up and involved. So I think that that's a very wise approach. Um, I don't consider myself a leader, but I do consider myself pretty passionate and I try to make sure I have enough information before I just co-opt something or co-sign something. Um, and I also have to be careful because not only am I an artist, but I, I'm also, I work in the mental health realm and I work in a government, like a, I work for the county. Oh yeah. Be careful, you know, with that as well. Not that I'm afraid. It's just, you know, there's reputations at hand, you know, I don't want to ruffle anything in my own career. Right. You still have a life that you have to provide for. Exactly. So how I've been feeling, I mean, it kind of mirrors what you said. I'm, I'm weary, you know, I'm, I'm weary and we ain't even in our sixties, you know, like our parents, our grandparents, they've seen this. Yeah. They're still alive. They're still alive. The baby boomers, that's why they ain't tripping. Like, I call my mom. She's like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, like, I mean, mm-mm. I made a post about the people saying we, we're not our grandparents. I'm like, first of all, please put some respect on our grandparents' names because we've endured, but they endured for us to endure less. It's a different yeah. type of situation happening right now, and I don't want to compare this bad thing that happened to this bad thing. But I was talking to some people in my city who had a protest. I said, imagine being approached with billy clubs, water hoses, fire hoses, not just water hoses, and dogs. There was no fear of, oh, this is going to get out into the news and I'll lose my job. No, your job told you to go in in there to do it Mm -hmm. like that. So don't separate. And that's another thing I want to talk about, being a part of several communities within a community. And I don't want to even use the word minority, you know? I'm like, okay, yeah, we're minorities, but we're just, we're several communities. And I'm a Mm -hmm. black man and I'm a gay male also. So when I saw that you made the post, All Black Lives Matters, I've even been afraid to say that because I know as, you know, a black gay male, um, yeah. It can get turned around to me putting my issues as a gay guy before, you know, a, a black yeah. guy. I'm like, that's not the issue. I just think within our community, we have so many bridges that have been burned and yeah. we're trying to fight a big battle. So we got to make sure all those holes in our boat are patched. We got to make yeah. sure the boat is steady. You know, we ro- we're rocking hard. We're in the middle of the biggest waves. We have to make sure our boat is secure. And you can't ask people to just turn the blind eye to those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, and I posted that because I didn't know about those stories or that young girl that got attacked like that until I saw it in somebody else's post. And it was a cis gender, like he, this person posted it. Um, I believe he's also an artist as well um, on his Instagram. And I was like, let me check this out. And before I did anything, co-oping or anything, I went and I looked, I watched the video. I dug deeper to see who it was. The um, I think her name is Ayana. Uh, yes, Dior. I think it's oh yeah, Ayana Dior. I think that's how you, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I I looked at the article and then I something in me was just like, just I'm 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 like I said I'm weary I'm upset, but you there are parts in our black community that we mirror our white counterparts. But yes, we learned we learned it from yes, them, you know, you it's, know, and there are human learn, traits also. We learn these things um, in how to behave in in react in ignorance and violence and the lack of understanding and knowledge from the people that brought us over here and taught us their ways. So I, as much as we are rallying to get um, black lives to be recognized, we also have to recognize black lives in the different layers, in the nuanced space that we live in in our own community and be okay with that. Um, without it sounding like, oh, you're dividing the cause. And that's the comment. There was a comment on my post when I said, and I, I hate the fact that I hashtagged all black lives. I wish I said every black lives because it does kind of bandwagon the all lives. Yeah, I, um, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, when I posted, I was like, it's out there now. Um, but yeah, I, I, but, I, I agree with you, though. That's something they, some people are going to find an issue with. But where, why, why should that be an issue when you're saying black lives, we're saying all that lets you know right there that they're talking about certain or some people are mm -hmm. expressing certain black lives. And that's an issue we have to address. Right. And, and if we want this to end and we, we can't just be counting bodies just because they're black and you're like, oh, you black, come on, all black lives matter. Come on. And then once they find out how, what type of black you are, it's like, oh, you're less valuable. Yes. You're more vulnerable. I can I can do whatever. I can dispose of you. That's why we don't hear about women sort Brianna Taylor. Lord. You know, like we don't hear about these stories um, because either they've been co-opted. You know, I, I I follow a lot of different um, influencers that w really wouldn't consider themselves influenced, but beautiful black women, um, and they're uh, they're intelligent. They're smart. They they talk about these topics that are just being kind of brushed under the rug and how certain phrases that we've come to know have been co-opted. Black Lives Matter is a movement run by queer black women. Black women are always on the front lines. Look, and it can you say that again, please? <laughs> black women are always on the front lines out here fighting for black people. Don't matter what you look like, male, female, set, you know, doesn't matter, gender identity, whatever. Is um, the black woman then, not the core of the black community? Is she not the matriarch? Oh God, yes. Is she okay, not the shoulders <laughs> that we have stood on? Yes. Why have they been yes. degraded the most? Because it's easy to do that. Because we are the last on the rung. Like because they know they got us. They know they will that we will have our, their back. Right. Um. Because and we're also black. And that's we're what's been to taught since people. our birth too. Is you've mm -hmm. been taught that mm -hmm. from childhood, and these things are just continuing to happen, continuing to happen. Mm -hmm. I. That's why I was very careful about even um, using you know, the language that I use. And also, you know, there are, there are phrases like hashtag say her name that was started, um, by a woman, I believe, um, the woman that created the word, um, intersectionality. 
started that hashtag, and that was because of the 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 blotting out and the forgetting of black women that have been killed, trans black women that have been killed, you know, the raping and the, the looting of our bodies, and that we don't know, we aren't making waves in headlines and stories like um, black men. Um, and mind you, their fight is still real, you know, like it's a real struggle to just be black in general. And we have your support, but it's very, very hard to get the neck of a black man to turn and support us when our lives are being at risk. You know, our bodies, the trauma that we take on. Erica Garner, she would have been 30 on May 29th. She had a heart attack out here fighting the wrongful death of her father, Eric Garner. Wow. She had a heart attack. You know, like that's trauma, generational trauma already, witnessing yes. the traumatic experience of her father died, and then the d untimely death. She died at 27 years old, never got to experience full life because most of her life, she saw her, the what happened to her dad. She was a black woman, and then most of her life, before it was cut short, she was fighting for the wrongful death of her father. Like that's that's awful. That's a that's, that's such traumatic. a sad story. Yes, that happens to so many sad. more women like her that doesn't get told. So many more people in our yes. community. My heart goes out right now to all of the black parents, and you know my godson is black and. His mother texted our group the other day, and she was just so sad. She said she was almost in tears on her way to work that this is the world we live in. Her uh, boyfriend, you know, her father's child is, is black, and he's like 6'2". I'm sure police would think he looks suspicious or aggressive. And now she, you know, she got five black brothers, and, you know, so... It's on people's minds. You know, I went for a run and I, I walk in my neighborhood all the time and I live in a white neighborhood and I'm always looking. But now the look is, di you know, there's wind underneath every limb of me. And I'm just like uh, anxious, kind of uneasy. But that's right. what's happening to us all the time. But now there's such a, an emphasis. There's such a magnifying glass on these things that we live throughout our lives all the time. And imagine the trauma, like just just the 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 radiation of just fear you know that anxiety and that stress or that cortisol that's the fight or flight mechanism that releases stress into your body when you either need to fight or flight that's detrimental to our dna when that's inflicted or when that is revved up for no reason when we're not in any kind of danger right and it's all the time and it's all the time that psychological damage or that psychological mindset of like i'm in danger I need to flee from my life or I need to defend my life. And we don't know who's looking, who's going to harm us. We're defensive, so we don't know if somebody's going to help us. You know, so that our, our bodies are being damaged and we don't even know. And then we carry that into the next generation because of the sins of the past. <laughs> you know, the past crimes have been atoned for. Oh, I was just saying we have to take accountability for people who are already dead. We have to suffer and take accountability for our ancestors. And I'm not talking about hundreds of years ago. I'm talking about 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, for things that we are continuing to do because it's 
what we've been taught or what we've been told and what we've just done, we got to take accountability now to change these things, to change the fact that we can tell our sons that if they cry, you're still a man, that you're not soft, that or you don't tell a boy that they're being soft when they're doing anything re referencing a, a woman that lets the woman know that they're being degraded if their brother is doing something that they can do. So now a, a little girl grows up feeling less than a man for physical strength when mental strength is so important also. Mm -hmm. And do we want to start having tough conversations with kids when they're younger to tell them what the real world is? No, we want to let mm -hmm. kids suffer less. Mm -hmm. We don't want to let them be in a world before it's time mm -hmm. to ruin it for them. That's another thing, um, just the over-adulting of young black girls and boys. You know, Tim Aaron Rice, when the police uh, rolled up on him, they said it was a young 20-year-old. This little boy was 12. 12. He didn't look 20 at all. 12. 12 years old. They rode up on Tamir like they were at war. They rode up like there were like 50. Men. Yes. It, <laughs> it would have been, stop. it's like it was an action movie. It's something I feel like I would have, like they rode up, they got out the car shot. They were like running around the cars, just scared. I'm like, even when he was on the ground, they're just still behind their car. And the way the police lie, the way the police lie, and when video footage is released, just like recently when they knocked over that old man and they said, oh, he fell mm -hmm. over. The way they lie. These are the people in charge of the world yep. and America, yep. the strongest, quote unquote, the most richest nat nation, the strongest nation in the world. These are the people in control of our world. And it is a human trait that everyone possess, that we all possess well, the, these why, traits. That's why I made that post like there aren't good cops or bad cops it's these are good people or bad people yes. you take you into your occupation yes who you are will show up where you are you take you where you are so why is there a, there a constant evaluation of these of these people emotions affect your job uh, if i'm at a job and somebody got an attitude they get told to go home <laughs> if they got a bad attitude or not but when you give they're like the avengers they've been given a power over citizens of uh, yep. all of the citizens to Say and do what you please. And it's not yep. just... Did you see the movie Black and Blue? I have not. Oh, it's such a good movie. Um, oh, I can't, with, the, with the officer. Oh, I wanted to Oh, and at first, when I heard Black and Blue, I'm like, what does that mean? Just black people and blue people? The um, police? But it's they hold blue as a race also. So it's almost yeah. like when you when you join over there, you're not just white, you're, you're blue. But, you know, it's predominantly... Yeah white men and that's what's ran by but even mm -hmm. for, for black people or any race it's like you ain't black when you go out there you blue you ain't white when you go mm -hmm. out there you blue i was like yeah. wow i've never thought about a brainwashing system that's oh my gosh absolutely i've never thought about it like that but um these have been um some really really tough times and i really really want to thank you i don't want to extend this too long because I like, I love the passion that we had. I like these little moments. I got several more people to talk to, but I would love to talk to you again when we have some peace because I've, I've been weary about how I want to do my podcast even now because I'm like, you know, I don't want to just talk about other things when this is going on in the world. Should I just change all my focus to this? But I still feel like, like I said, I feel like what the things that I have control over or what I can do is still try to bring some type of enlightenment, mm -hmm. some type of peace, some type of ease and just conversation. Mm -hmm. So I still would love to talk to you about your life, your journey, what you've done 
and your career and just anything as an artist because you are very positive. I love your artist page that you have created Thank to you. connect artists. And I, like I said, I, I definitely appreciate it and I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too, James. You're doing what you're supposed to do. We're artists, we, we're out here and that doesn't have to look like anybody else's journey. You know, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do and I think you're doing a great job and keep it up. Well, thank you so much, Tasia. I will definitely talk to you soon. And just say <laughs> you stay safe out there. You know, we got people have completely forgotten about COVID-19. So you make sure yeah. you stay safe yeah. out there. And please, you please. Too. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone out there listening, we have our next guest, and that is the legendary Cage Jonas Coven. <laughs> Greetings, my good guest. Greetings. How are you doing today? That's a loaded question. I mean, I'm... For the last two I'm hours. Fabulous. <laughs> For the last two hours. I'm fabulous. It's been a while. Yes, as always. I'm so happy to hear from you. I'm happy that you are safe out here in these streets because it has been a, a whirlwind of everything, but I'm not going to waste any time. I want to get into this. There are so many things going on in the world today, and I've always wanted you to be a guest on my podcast just to talk about everything. One, because I want people in our city to get to know the people in our city. Two, I want the artists in our city to get to know the artists in our city because I don't really like how we idolize the people outside of our our own community and we idolize the the greats or the people we consider greats are the superstars and we love their journeys but there's so many journeys happening right here around us so I want to share those journeys I want to put emphasis on those journeys but I also wanted you on because you are definitely an advocate and something that you believe in strongly and you inspire others so i've always wanted to have you as a guest right now i need you here to share your voice and give a perspective of how you're feeling just overall with the last couple of weeks of the world um well i have to say that you know even being at at local events and whatnot um, i'm noticing that there's kind of this like unity approach coming that's great, but it's it's kind of leaving people behind. Um, you know, I'm someone who recognizes all of my privileges, and I'm really glad to see other people recognizing theirs. But in these privileges and needing to speak up, there's a lot of people being forgotten that have been victims in this situation and it's black trans people absolutely and like no go ahead i just wanted to say because you know i we're a part of the same community and mm -hmm. we're a part our overall community is the, our, our black community which is suffering right now and for me, I've been even afraid to just even speak up about the LGBT community because I know the first thing somebody's going to say is, you're all, you guys always want to make that an issue over this. And 
blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, we are not, we can't for the one millionth time push something aside, be told we're going to fight this cause and we're going to come back to your cause. But we're not, we can't do that. We can't be silenced anymore. We have to speak up. We have to fix, I just, I was talking to the guest before you. I said, there's no way we're going to be on a boat in the biggest waves on the world. And we have these holes in our own boat. And you're like, well, just patch them up. No, we need to seal these boat holes tight. We're on this boat rocking and rearing together. And we need to make sure the holes mm-hmm. in this boat are sealed with cement, that they're not breaking again. We need to fix home first. And I'm yep. not, I've, like I said, sometimes I get afraid because of just my journey in life. And I'm like, I am not going to be silent about this. I am going to stand up. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm going to speak for my other people in my community who need the voice. We're not going to not show them love when they need it as well as everyone else right now. Everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody's problems matter. In our community, if you want to stick to our community, we need to speak about this. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I I can't even, like, even in Youngstown, you know, we, I didn't hear nobody say Antonio McDade. I didn't hear nobody say his name. He was killed by the police just like other people. He was misgendered posthumously. We've got black trans women being murdered, not just by the police. We've got um, black trans women being beaten within an inch of their life. Yes. And we're going to leave them behind. Like, let's talk about the LGBTQ community for a minute. Let's talk about the community. Because honestly, like, it's it's not just, you know, black men being told we don't date black men. It's not just black women being told that you're not pretty. It's it's black trans people that fought that threw the first brick, the first brick at Stonewall, that went to jail and were told that they didn't matter in the middle of rallies that were because of police brutality, but they were the ones in the pit facing it and we're gonna turn our backs? Nah. Right. You wanna imitate the, it's the it's the whole rhythm and blues thing. Want the rhythm, not the blues. You want to imitate all of everything, but you don't want to facilitate, help, give everything you have for everything you've taken from. Mm-hmm. Did, and there's I, this. I said it the other day. Um, if you, what what good are all your privileges worth if you were not willing to lay them all aside for true equality? Absolutely. From even for basic things, I feel like. If I was privileged to hear knowledge from somebody, like so as a singer or as an artist, I have like our career coaches. So I feel like I'm privileged to receive their knowledge. So I share it with some of my friends. I feel like might not have a privilege to receive that knowledge. And that's at the lowest scale, you know. But I'm like, I'm going to take these things that I might feel like these are my privileges. And I'm automatic automatically returning them. I'm automatic. It's, it's just a cycle. I, it's nothing I just keep. It's just always pushing back out. I'm receiving and I'm giving. I'm receiving and I'm giving. But people like to just receive and that giving, their giving area is completely locked off. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a story recently um, about the trans woman, Ayana Dior, did you, I believe her name mm-hmm. is. And yeah. I've been speaking with my friends and 
I wish you could. I wish you could hear the conversations I have with my friends. But you know, you have an. I have an image. I have to try to uphold my image in public. But I. I just. I just. I'm not having it, and I can't stand when people refuse to see. They refuse to understand. I said that group of black men beat Ayana down because they knew she was trans. It wasn't just about oh she hit this child. No, they saw a trans woman in. They were not hesitant at all. There was no resistance for them to mm-hmm. begin to beat a human being down. Even in these times where Black Lives Matter and they're like, oh, we need to come together as a community. There was no hesitation to release that anger on that person, on Ayana. And even after she got away, they still wanted more. they like, come out the store. Yep. I'm like, why? Do you want to kill her? Like, you already beat her down. Didn't you do it? Like, don't you win already? Like, you can't win again. Like, after the game's over, the game's done. You don't run the ball again and score an extra touchdown. The game's done. You already beat her down. What Do, do you want to kill her now? Right. What else? I don't get it. And people are watching that, and they're like, oh, she hit a child. Do you not? That's, that's what I'm talking about. And I, you don't have to be trans to understand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be gay to understand. Just like people who are not black are trying their best to understand, no, you can't walk in the shoes of the person. You can't never. I can't walk in right. Trey's shoes. Hell, he. I mean, that's just not how life is. But you can do right. your best to understand. People Amen. refuse to understand. And I'm mad. I am mad. And being in the black community, I'm like, I've, I'm, I'll be 30 this year, Cage. I came mm-hmm. out at almost 23 years old. I've I feel like I've been just only happy or trying to be myself or living in my skin unashamed or less scared for just several years. And I'm not, I can't speak on how everyone felt for their journey, but I just know how my journey was. So for me, the reason I live my life the way I do is to try to get people to be inspired and not have to go through the things I went through. Like I said, I try to just give off some good energy, but besides that, I, don't, I will not be silent. I, I don't want anybody to go through what I had to go through. And if that comes off to some people in my community as me pushing my issues ahead of something else, I'm like, that's how it's going to have to come off. But that's never what I said. I'm still for the love and commun- love in our community for all of us. But we have to also acknowledge those burned bridges in our community that have been burned to smithereens. Or we yep. can't move forward. It, we can't keep strapping up our boots for one group in a group and not strap up our boots for the other group. Amen. And I mean, they say, you know, it's 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 been said how many times now? We are not free until the least of us is free. The least of us. So if you want to talk about the least of us, I'm not playing oppression Olympics, but statistically, if you want to talk about, you know, totem poles and... And, and that's probably even not a good, you know, if you want to talk about like hierarchy, there it is, it's a better word. Right. If you want to talk about hierarchies in, in everything, for people out there, you know, who may not even think about this, the loudest voices in our, in our communities in this world are white women. And right now, the fire that I am seeing from them in our honor and the anger that they are putting out there trying to get people to listen is, it's late, but I'm here for it. It's like better, you know? better late than never. 
right? Like, listen, I get it. Like, for whatever hangups you had, I don't give any crap for that right now. I don't care why you were silent before. What I care is that you're loud now and that you're listening to us and amplifying that voice. And there's like, some people who right are... Now, there's some black people who are right. saying, just cancel out all white people. I'm like, that never has happened. You do know in the 60s, there were not just black people marching. There were not just black people marching for the freedom and rights for black lives. It's always going to be a colorful war, a colorful protest. You can't just say, screw all white people. First of all, they outnumber us. <laughs> like, if you were to, you talk about just walking up to people, fist fighting them? No. There's, it's like I said, there needs to be a, a plan, and I'm going to share this opinion with you also. I don't feel like I'm one of the leaders that are, are going to rise up in this moment. I actually feel like one of the people who, who need to be working in the middle. I need to be the middleman. I want to be the person that mm-hmm. is giving the folder to complete the set of rules. That's where I'm putting my faith right now, my belief. There are some things in life that I fall right into a leadership position but in this moment, I've just been really weary. I'm like, you know what? I think that I need to wait for orders. I, I need to wait to see who's going to be in charge. And there are going to be many, many leaders all around because there can't just be one person. One person can't speak for a, a mass group of people. And we don't, like, as far as when it comes to, like, looters and things, I keep telling people, I'm like, these thieves aren't just thieves during <laughs> this type of moment. They steal every day. And when they walk into Walmart stealing their chargers and their bag of chips, I can't tell them to stop then. I can't tell them to stop breaking into Target now. And I'm not going to tackle them from breaking into Target. I'm like, I don't have any control over that. Just like when I'm focused on myself as a person or I'm focused on myself as a performer, I have to focus on the people who do love me and the people who do care. We got to move forward there. And we can't try. I'm not saying we're leaving anybody behind, but we got to focus on the people who are focused and we got to go from that point. And those other people, they're going to get it. They're going to have to come on or people will get left behind. We, I mean, it's just straight what it is. We are moving yep. forward. We have to move forward. And for all those people who are still against uh, want to be against uh, the LGBT community or whether it's against women or whether the goddamn police are against us all, whether they're always want to... Fu- Sorry, let me stop trying to... I'm, I'm so close from cursing every two seconds. <laughs> whether it's the police brutality or black people, whether it's anything, we are going to have to figure out how, how to move forward together. So right now in the world when the police brutality is so harsh on people of color... We have people outside of the black race, and we have another conversation of what it means to be the black race actually means. That's a conversation for another day. But right now, we are needing to stand strong and solid and concrete as a community as much as we can. I know it's not going to be everybody, but as much as we can. And I do need and want and hope that the leaders understand and get the message out that it is every black life and, and you want all black lives every every black life we need it to be a symbol if we're going to be hand in hand somebody can't be holding a blade in their hand we need to it, it needs to be every black life and we need to have some sense of all right because you, you know they want to tell us to put our issues aside well you put your issues aside you can feel how you want to feel 
but you need to love and love up on me right now. I talked to somebody the other day. They're like, what do you want? To, what do you want? You can't just say you want love. You need something concrete. Is it just a feeling? I said, hell yeah, a feeling would be nice. Hell, right, let's start there. But also, I don't know, Cage. I don't know what the answer is. But I do know love there will help. You know, like there isn't just one answer. And, exactly. And and the other thing, too, that really gets me is, like, we need to, we need to realize when we, when we say every black life, we mean every black life, every shade of black, every tax bracket of black. We don't just mean black people that are stuck in you know, this, this oppressive cycle of being poor and being underprivileged, like, we don't need to accept that anymore. That is not, like, okay, I will just say it. I went on Amazon Prime last night, and I found a documentary called Not Black Enough. James, when I say that I have not felt heard or seen, this documentary was it. There were black people of all kinds. You said it was on Amazon? It's on Amazon Prime. I need to go ahead and check that out. And it's talking about people that I know, you know, because I've always felt like because I have light skin and because I was raised by white people in a white area that I'm not black enough. And so that this isn't my fight in some way. But it's like, yeah, but racism doesn't just look like being murdered by the police or being pushed to the, in quoting, ghetto. You know, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean, you know, being underprivileged. It doesn't mean, you know, right. just save the last dance. You know, like, it's all of us. And Absolutely. And using those privileges, like, yeah, I have a proximity to whiteness. And that proximity puts me in a position where I can connect with people on a level that, like, I said it the other day, that there are people that are angry and not able to, like you just said, that are like, fuck all white people, leave them. Sorry about swearing. But like, that's what they're saying, you know? And you know what? They are absolutely in their right to feel that way. Right. But I don't get to feel that way because of my privileges. So what I, I can't feel that allow way. Them, allow them to feel that way, but that pushes me even further toward I gotta be the one. You know, this, this, this revolution is not a revolution if it's not inclusive, and it's not a revolution if people think that the only way for their voice to be heard is to be out in the streets. Like, no. If you, if you are at the bottom of this pole, at the bottom of this hierarchy, then, in my opinion, you're the one that gets to be angry and screaming and inconsolable. I don't have that right. Right. I definitely understand that. I think that was very well said. I'm so glad you got to share that. I'm so glad you were able to get that off your chest, get that out of your mind. And this is why I have my podcast to get this message out. Again, I want the world to hear it, but I especially want the people in our city to hear it. We all live together. We are essentially roommates in one big ass home. And you might not like your roommates, but it's home. Your roommate might not do the dishes, but it's still your roommate. You're not gonna just toss them out. We need to figure out how to make home happy or closest to it as possible. Again, this is a boat with some holes in it. What do you wanna do? Are we gonna cover the holes with sticks? Are we gonna go get 
some seal, but we're going to seal it shut. And again, like you said, there are many answers or many solutions, but it won't just be one. And one person won't have all of them. But I tell you, I'm go ahead. Um, like in the in the documentary, they talk about how this is what really hit me and really got me really paying attention. Is they said that slavery ended, but it didn't it didn't just go away. It just changed forms, and the mentality that was put upon anybody in the African diaspora that that pitting us against each other whether it's the color of your skin the type of hair you have how you speak your education where you live any of that like that is what that we didn't do that to ourselves that was passed down to us because it was drilled into our ancestors and then passed on to us it's like crabs in a bucket they will pull each other down the second one crab tries to get out and when people say things stem from slavery that we still go through today, no one wants to hear it. And I've, I've had friends, my white friends, and even from theater, my theater world tell me, oh, everything goes back to slavery. I'm like, uh, are you upset yeah. because it does? Are you mad because it's the truth? Right. One time a guy told me, because I was trying to, I was like, maybe, I was like, what can we do? Should we walk through the city and sing some songs? And he was like, I wish there was something I can walk through the city for and essentially basically sing songs to be proud of being white. I was like, you should be happy you don't have to. It's like when straight right. people say there's no straight pride. It, there's no reason for it to, for you to have to shout that or to fight for it. Don't right. there, There's no funeral for living people. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Like People just don't think. That's why I'm like, we give people so much credit for being intelligent, and they're all not. I'm like, I... And then it's like, okay, so this is the type of person we're, we're dealing with, right? That's millions of people. That's millions of people, Cage. Yep. How do you deal with that? How? That's one of the one biggest things we need to, I don't know if you can figure it out, but that's something we got to work on. But when, like I said, when you start at home first, fight, run to the fight with love. Run to that fight with love. And I'm a, I like, I'm a very emotional person. That's why I, I try to assess the situation. I try to assess it before I just start speaking. And I try to be careful because um, emotions definitely take over for me. Right. But I do want to thank you. I will, I'm going to be moving on to my next guest, but I just want to let you know that this will not be the last time I have you on. Although I know we're going through some very, very, very tough things in the world, I still think as we're moving forward, we do have to remain positive. I want to continue to share our stories of some people in our cities and some people, um, I'm sorry, some artists in our city so we can continue to grow together and get to know each other. I say, listen, if I can sit and listen to interviews on ET every day, I can listen to an interview of an aspiring artist in my city. I can listen to an interview of... Um, somebody who's been doing this just as long as this person on TV, but I want to get to know the story. I want to, I want to celebrate my artists in our city. So I definitely would love to have you back, so you can let the people know where it is. Yes. Well, thank you very much for having me, James, and thank you for using your platform and for always being such a wonderful light. 
Thank you. I try. I mean, I try to be. I feel like coming out of darkness, you have to remain the light because the darkness is always there. The darkness mm-hmm. is always there waiting for you to fall back in. But I, I, I essentially believe that darkness is just a room where there is no light. So your light is just always covered. So you're never there's never the darkness, actually. You're always the light. You just have to figure out how to get that cover up off of you. Amen. So with that note, you have a very nice rest of your day on this beautiful day. And I mean it with everything. I mean, stay safe out here. Uh, COVID is still in the air. I know people are focused on the Black Lives Matter movement, but still remember people, stay safe. Do the best you can for social dis- social distancing. I really want the world to get back together because I tell you the thing I miss the most is hugging people. I miss hugs. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I walk a roll past some people. I'm like, I, I miss hugs. That that connection and that I, I miss it. So stay safe out here. You too. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back with my final guest for today and i want to introduce to you for the first time on the third degree of james major burdens the legendary jocelyn jp parker how are you doing today i'm doing well my friend i'm doing really really well thank you for having me it's an honor i listen to your show all the time so um i'm i'm definitely honored to be a guest on this show today well thank you so much and when i said legendary yes i wanted you to know Legendary, yes, you have been doing things for the longest time in the city. And I have a funny story. Just the other day, I was like, where did I meet Jocelyn? And where do I remember Jocelyn from? And it was mm-hmm. that 2012 or 13, that variety show on Youngstown. Ah, I yes. was like, that's the first time I saw Miss J.P. Parker. I, I believe oh, that was the perfect. first time. I was like, I think she won. I was like, I did win yes, that show. A really, really, that was so good to hear. That was a minute ago. We got to do that again. Listen, that was very- I was waiting. I was so waiting for the next one to happen. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully we can rise that back up. But I was like, that's where I know JP from. But it just, it was so random how I thought about that. Ironically, I think that there was like some talk about there being another one because I remember being asked to be a judge um, because I wanted. First one, they said, "Will you come back and be a judge?" And I was super excited. And then I don't know, I don't know what happened with it, but I I don't remember ever coming. At least I wasn't there. So no, there was not a they okay. had a South High Variety show, but there was uh, okay. a time that Miss Miss Hammond, you know Miss Kathy, she was yes. um, talking about doing another one. I don't know what yeah. happened, but she definitely yeah. was trying to do another one. I do. I remember that. So that's good stuff, man. That was a good memory. Hey, yes, yes. I'm ex- I'm happy that you're on today, so I could share that with you. Cause I was like, how? Where did I meet Josh? Yeah, that's dope. I love that. Yeah. So, but I just wanted to bring you on because, like I said, you are a, a you're a pillar. I feel in our community and within our Youngstown community, when within our Black community, and also for me within the LGBT plus community. You know, like Disney plus. I just say LGBT plus now. Because there, yeah. I, I think we should rename LGBT community Spectrum. Let's just start calling it the Spectrum because I'm like, are we going to keep adding words or like it's there's so many. And I really don't want to offend people. And I understand people won't be offended. Absolutely. But I'm like, it's the Spectrum now. We we just in, we in it together. We just going to say we don't got to say bro, sis or they. We're going to say, hey, family. 
I said, it's going to be a spectrum and we're going to be family. So I don't, and I'm going to call you by your name. I'm not going to call you nothing else. I'm going to say, hey, family, call you by your name. So we can respect our people underneath that spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, that, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready for it. Because I know you, you coming with the heat. Oh, the- listen, I'm coming with <laughs> so the heat. But I first want to start off with how are you? And I mean that. Like, how are you mm-hmm. feeling right now with the yeah. ways of the world? Yeah, you know what? It's really tough right now. I, I can honestly say that um, So I'm a PhD student at Ohio State and like very, uh, like obviously like everybody else, very abruptly, we were told that we weren't coming back to campus. It was right after spring break. And um, uh, so that was a, that was an adjustment because I'm very used to kind of like being able to go out and I'm. Now, I think that I'm a, a person that likes to be around people. And so um, my fiance, she still had to work. And so I was spent a lot of time by myself, which I don't know if it was, it was, it was like good or bad. Like, I think that, that a lot of good things came of it. Like I was like, but I think I started working out more. I started doing insanity just to kind of keep myself um, and my brain, mind going. But um I think that just everything that's going on in the world right now, you just feel us, you feel tired. Um, I, I can say that lately I just been feeling very fatigued. Like, you know, you're tired of, you know, having these conversations with people who just don't get it. And I think like a part of it that not getting it's like people just don't want to, I think we're all kind of in our way. Um, we we live in a, in a society in a space where everybody wants to be right. Um, nobody wants to be wrong. We are in a cancel culture. Nobody wants to be canceled. Everybody's sticking to their guns. I mean, it's just very, um, it's just a difficult place. And I think that, you know, seeing that we're still fighting the same fight that some of our grandparents and great grandparents and, you know, from the sins of slavery 400 plus years ago, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I feel the pains of the exhaustion, but, um, you know, but we can't stop. That's that that even even in my exhaustion, like I can't stop being a voice. I can't stop, you know, um, fighting the fight. I can't stop doing my part. I can't stop going. I'm in I'm in school right now. You know, Um, I can't stop going to school. I can't stop educating myself and educating my brothers and sisters around me. Like, I think that a part of it is just a a true lack of education. Like people. We are not invested in learning and understanding a culture that is not like theirs. And if, if they are benefiting from this this society in the way society has been, then it's like, why would I take the time to educate? This has been working for me. This has been working for my family. This is so you know what I mean. That's one of those it, don't it, bro- if it ain't broke, don't fix it things. That's for right. Them. It's been broke for us. You know what I'm right. saying? And so. Um, it's, it's frustrating. It really is. And so, um, but I'm, I've been happy to see, and I've been down to the protest here in Columbus a couple of times and yes, I've seen. Uh, seen some of, uh, you know, the colors that are down there. It's not just black people. In fact, there are several of our white brothers and sisters that are down there and they're loud and they are, you know, with their sons and we are linking together and folks are giving folks rise. Like, Hey, I'll take you back to your car. Uh, do you need water? I mean, it's just the things that we're seeing. I've been, I've been happy with, but we, we can't take our foot off the gas. We have no. to keep. No, yeah, I'm glad so... you are safe though. That's why I just, I'm glad yes. that you are safe. Cause I've seen some photos. I've seen some photos of like these alleged rubber bullets. And I'll tell you that is scary too. And it's yeah. you know, and a little yeah. frightening for me to, want to feel like if I'm like, should I go out there um, yeah. 
unfortunately, during the protests on, I think it was the previous Sunday here, I was at work all day. But, you know, I just um, hope that all of my people were going to be safe because it is um, definitely a scary thing to be out there on that line fighting for your life, essentially, because we are fighting for our our lives. But I definitely want to chime in and tell you that I have felt the fatigue as well. And I don't I couldn't tell you why, besides the way of the world is the last last few days. I just been waking up with tears in my eyes and just, yeah. I'm like, was I crying in my sleep? Cause I feel like I'm crying. Like I felt like I was crying right now, but no tears yeah. are dropping. They're just, my eyes are just watering, but yeah. I just, I already felt like I had cried. And yeah. I, with the, when it comes to the cancel car, culture, I said, I ain't canceling nobody else black. I ain't canceling <laughs> nobody black. I ain't cancel Oprah. I ain't canceling Gail. I ain't can't, who else? I ain't canceling <laughs> Trina. I know we and so Candace Owens, though. Listen. Sis, I gotta go. <laughs> sis, listen, I'm like, for me, I'm like, Candace yeah. is saying a lot of stuff right now that maybe one day in 15 years, people are gonna look back and be like, you know what? Candace said some stuff that was harsh, uh, but some, because I don't disagree with everything Candace is saying, but I'm like, sis, why do you have to say it right now? Just like yeah. this. And some of it is just so. Yeah. I just think that, you know, she's a black woman. I think that um, she's being, this is my personal opinion, you know, like, um, I feel like she's being used as a political pawn. I think that, uh, and I, and I don't like that for her. Like, and I, she, don't like I think it. she knows it. And that's the thing I don't like. I think she knows yeah. exactly what, what's going like, on. Like for, for as a black woman, I mean, to see another black woman being used politically as a pawn, because she was very anti-Trump um, to start her career. She was not pro-Trump at all, you know? And so all of a sudden that switch, I mean, that's a, that's a major turnover. I just think that she's, you know, trying her best to get ahead and understanding what she needs to do to get ahead. And it hurts me. Um, to see that, you know, in, in many respects, she's being used as a political pawn to say the things that really the right wing wants to say, but it's too sensitive for them to say it. So she's being used to say it to kind of rile up, you know, this base that really wants to hear these negative things about the black community. But, you know, that's another topic for another day. It hurts right. me to see the black sister being used in the way in which she's being used for sure. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. But I, tr I try not to to even watch her videos or people's videos yeah. like that, I definitely am the type of person to focus on the positive. Like, I, I reposted one of Candace's videos on my Facebook page one day, but I should have just saved it because the only reason I reposted it is because I wanted to come back to watch it myself. Uh -huh. By the time I got back to watch it, so everybody was on the post like, so what do you think she's right? I'm like, no, I'm so I'm like, I shouldn't even post it this thing. I, was yeah. I just saved, I just didn't think to save it because I was not work. I was like, I need to come back and see what this chick talking about because she sounded a little crazy, but let me come back and see what she's talking yeah. about. But again, like, you know, Trina recently called um, some protesters animals and she was speaking yeah. very passionately about how she felt about um, some of the things going on. I definitely think she was wrong to call these protesters animals. It's like, okay, Trina, even if you, I'm like, y'all, y'all say how y'all feel, but also understand the backlash then because you got to watch what you say. You do have to watch what you say and how you say it. You yes. should have been out here in this midst of everybody being mad as hell, calling your people animals. You could have just been like, I wouldn't protest, but I hope my people are safe. Keep your opinions like that to yourself. Watch how you say it and construct it in a different way. But like I said, I'm like, I ain't about to cancel Trina. She was very passionate speaking on, you know, how she lost her brother. And I, that's one of the things people, um, she, uh, 
as far as like the black on black crime versus the police brutality and people are like that's not the same thing i'm like no it's not the same thing but i think we should have the same energy to mm-hmm. to that and that brings up the one of the things i wanted to talk to you about so when i saw your post say all lives matter and you said like you know gay black lives trans black lives and a few other ones i was like yeah. i'm like amen and from sometimes i'm afraid to say things like that jocelyn yeah. I said all black lives matter. All. Every. Black lives matter. Every black every. life. Every. That's right. Yeah. I've been For afraid sure. to have conversations like that because I've had conversations in private with a lot mm. of people in my community and it's it's been very, very sad at the response mm-hmm. I get and I've been attacked and called a victim for just not wanting to be compared to somebody who wants to touch a child. You know, I'm like, so you're basically comparing me to a pedophile. But if I defend that, I'm a victim. And that's beside the point. But within my own community in Youngstown, I'm I'm not even talking about the history. I'm talking about my own community. As a black gay male, I I fell on the outside of, of the black community sometimes based on how I know people are thinking based on how I have been treated or the conversations I've had of how they view me and not just me because I'm just a representation to them of more of us. And I have had the exact conversation of, hey, as a black gay guy, I don't feel like I'm in the fight with y'all. I feel like y'all fighting me. But when it comes to the time to when we got to fight together, how am I supposed to be okay with fighting with y'all when I know in the back of y'all heads, I'm still the latter thought. You know, we're only fighting together because I'm a black man. But me being a gay man means nothing to you. I've been told that's not my fight, so it doesn't matter. And I'm, like, I'm like, well, I got to fight for us because it matters to me. But this is still me. I need, I need y'all to love me. I need, to be, I need y'all yeah. to be down for me for still being a black man, even if it's about my gay rights. Be down because I'm a black man. Right, right, right. You know what? The sad part is that many people in our community find ourselves in this thing called the tricultural effect. And when I say tricultural effect, I mean that um, we we ex- experience the same homophobia that our white gay peers experience, but we don't fit in with them either. So there's a lot of racism within the queer community. I don't like. I don't know why people don't talk about that, but there's there's a lot of racism within the queer community, and then with our black brothers and sisters, we also find that um, we face homophobia, I mean racism, I'm sorry. We we face the same racism as our black brothers and sisters do as well, but we don't 100% fit into that group either. And so we find ourselves in this tricultural effect where like we don't know where, like we wanna fight here with the gay community as well, the gay community, we wanna fight with the black community, but we still feel resistance from both sides. And um, we, we, I mean, we, I see it all the time. I've, I've been like doing some research. A lot of my research in school has been about this. And um, it's, it's really sad. It's a really sad thing. You know, I, 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 I laugh all the time because I, I shared with you the other day, like our, our black queer sisters, Alicia Garza, Patrice Collier, Opal, um, Tometi, like they, they created Black Lives Matter. All oh, of man. them are black queer women. Like yes. every one of them are queer women do we think that people will still be in this fight if they knew that a lot of people don't even know the history behind black lives matter but we say in black lives matter but you don't even know that black queer women are the founders of this space but you don't like me because i'm gay right. like there, there's we we're, we're struggling with that and um 
I think that even what they they were saying, like even following some of their work and the social justice movement, it's like all Black Lives Matter, and it doesn't matter, you know, like you know, if you're gay, straight, trans, you know, bisexual, pansexual, whatever, your Black Life Life matters. Cause we got queer women of color being slaughtered daily. Yes, and you can't you can't be like, oh, just trans this women, part of the trans life matter. Trans women of color, we are seeing our trans women being slaughtered and... Um, and turning and, a blind and, eye to it. Yeah, at a higher rate than anybody else in, in the LGBTQ community. Anybody else. Our trans women of color are being killed at ignorant rates. So how, like, th- there has to be a cry out for that too. Um, oftentimes they don't even feel protected by the police because people like, you know, we're talking about police brutality, but a lot of trans women of color don't even feel like they can call the police. A lot of gay black men don't even feel like they can call the police out of not being protected or out of feeling shamed. Out of, like, it has to stop. And there's so many layers to this. Um, we got It has to stop. It, it really does. Right. And, and I, it does mean that I don't feel like Black Lives Matter because I still, with all my soul, absolutely. Because feel that. my Black Lives Matter, my, my dad is black, my brothers are black, my mom is black. I, it right. matters to me because of the people who are matter to me. But that's right. I use this example of us being in a boat. I'm like, okay, so we're in this boat together and we got these holes in this boat. This, mm-hmm. this boat is carrying us all. But we got to make sure these holes are solid and closed to fight Mm -hmm. these waves off, to get to that island, to get to that new land together. And then when we get off that boat, we still are working together. But guess what? We need to keep the boat still. We need to make sure that the boat is still ready to get in those waves and rock together. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that's 100% correct. I feel like... um, you know, people feel as though you can't talk about, which is very ironic, like you can't talk about gay lives, gay black lives matter, because it's not the same fight. I've and it's just like, all week. I've been told that yeah. all week. Yeah, like it, this is not that, you know, like it's it's because we're saying black lives. So like, does it mean that only only straight black lives matter? Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand like the point like if we're saying black lives matter but i'm a, i'm down there on the front lines with you i'm down there you know they pepper spray and i'm getting pepper spray with you they all of these things like you know we're we're doing this together but does not my black life not matter because my black life dates women i don't i got so we we're i think it's we we got a long way to go but we definitely at least need to um get to the point where we're getting the attention of policymakers. We need some reform happening. We need to see some legislation change because it is not by accident that these things are are happening. This country it's has been, That's right. It, this is this was not an accident. This this is a, this was a, been a recipe for an explosion forever. And then you add COVID nineteen in, and the people are out of work, and people are tired, and then people see another black face being slaughtered, and the person who is killing gets to go home. Or you just fired them. You took their job, but you didn't. They're not gonna take and face any consequences and he, like deeper than that. And we're tired of that. He We've sat been, on I, his neck, right? Like he was at a cookout with his shoes off, shooting the breeze. Right, right. He was watching people watch him. Like, hey, 
Okay, yeah. what you mean? Your point? Without fear of any consequences. Bro, he was sitting like, he was like, it's almost like he was like, have you forgotten where we are and who I am? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was tragic. It was a tragic display of, of the people who are supposed to protect and serve. It, it was, it was, it was a sad, but the problem is that there are so many things in place. <clears throat> the union really protects, <clears throat> I'm sorry, people and police officers because this gentleman had 18 complaints. This gentleman has already had killed somebody in 2006. This is not his first rodeo, exactly. yet he still has a job. And there's no other profession like that 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 they can say. And I, I was reading, I think Chris Rock has said something about no other profession saying, "Oh, we we just got a few bad apples." Mm -hmm. Like there's pilots. Could you imagine being on a plane and saying, "You know, uh, this this pilot is a, is one of our bad apples." Nobody would accept that, right? Because right. everybody who has certain jobs have to be, have to be, you know, at a at a, they can't be no bad apples. Exactly. Like you just can't have that in this in this particular profession. Like you gotta you gotta pick another profession if you want to do that. Be a come on, you know, come on. Something else. <laughs> you can't have a history of these things and continue to do this job. That's right. That's it. That's it. And did that's you, what that's what the cry out is saying. Did you see like Quinn Slim? Go ahead. Did you see? Yes, Quinn? I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Let me tell you how I watched that movie, and then I was like, okay, I was thinking, I'm like, so this movie is gonna show where we get off right this movie is going to show how it should be i'm thinking like they're going to find a way to prove that this officer was officer was trying to kill them and they're going to get off when mm. when she got shot i almost cried i was like yeah they don't die. i was up until that point i was like outside of what the world truly is and i was like what was i thinking why was i thinking that these two black people were going to shoot a cop and live but it, it, I guess that was the hope inside of me because I'm like, he yeah. shot her. He was going to shoot him. All they did was protect themselves. But either way, it's our life. It's always our life that is on the line. I'm like, that's the sad. I try to tell, you know, first of all, no, no white person I know went to see that movie. But talking to <laughs> some people I know about it, I'm like, that's just <clears throat> our story. So you either stand yeah. there and get shot or you shoot him and then you get shot. Like, But at the end of the day in that situation, it's like, you come up on the short end or dead anyway. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the reality, and I uh, that's sad. I also definitely want to make sure that just in the time that we remember our sister Breonna Taylor, because um, you know justice has not been served in her case at all. Can I just say, as we're getting into that, because I was just about to bring that up, I shared a post with you. I'll. I'll Make it, I'm not going to say everything that was in this post. I'm definitely going to continue this conversation with some more people, hopefully. But there was mm -hmm. a, a wonderful black woman I met in Chicago several <laughs> years ago. And this girl was dropping bars. She was a poet. I don't know what else she does. But um, I can't remember her, face, her Facebook name. But um, I had her on Facebook. But she made a post about uh, certain things in our community. She said, when a, like, a black woman gets, uh, when a, a black queer black guy gets murdered, no nothing when a trans black life gets murdered no nothing when a black female gets murdered a little uproar uh maybe some mm -hmm. of this then when a black man gets murdered uproar po um protests television superstars and she was just yeah. showing the balance and that's how i'm like looking at this brianna taylor thing i'm like 
Yeah. Where is the same energy? And I don't want to, I know it's going to come across like somebody's comparing the negative things that are happening, but I'm like, you also have to look at the truth behind it because it is only when it is black men. And I understand that they get targeted and they're put into the media and the media has so much control over what stories are told. I, yeah. I get that. But as far as the response, I'm like, this, their house and the police that they knocked on the door, I'm like, but you had a no knock warrant so but you knock where whenever else have you done that but okay whatever I, I, okay whatever but so they burst into this house this man come out shooting and they're like he injured one of the officers he thought somebody was breaking into his that's, home that's right what else would a person do right he has a, i mean he was a, a licensed carrier come on he you know he was protecting his home and his family they didn't announce themselves they were at the wrong address like and 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 his fiance is dead. You know, like there has to be justice for this young lady, and um, I just don't want. Like, I want to make sure that we continue to keep her name, and the and the media continue to say her name because she's not the only one. Um, you know, we we experience what even like black women also are being killed. Black women are also being like um, assaulted. Black women are also, you know, like there are a number of things that are happening with black women. And although, you know, I understand the plight of the black man, uh, we, we cannot and will not forget Breonna Taylor in this. Absolutely um, not. Not at all. And um, again, I, I just want you to know, I've let every guest know today. In the midst of what's happening in the world, I wanted to have conversations to get some ease, just hear some voices, especially this prayer, our voices in our community, back to our community. I want people in our town to hear each other and not just read a post and interpret it how you thought the person meant it. I want right. like, you need to hear right. a voice. Everybody doesn't want to go live. A lot of times when I ask people to be a guest, they think they need to be interesting. I say, are you alive? Uh -uh. <laughs> well, you're interesting, baby. If you're alive, if you're breathing, you got something to say. And... It's not about feeling like you're right or wrong. I just want to, I want to hear how you feel. And I want us yeah. to share these moments with each other. Share our thoughts with open minds and open hearts just to see how your neighbor is feeling right now. We're feeling the same. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we feel the same. Uh, we're, we, we're hurting. Um, there was some, <clears throat> some article that I read about, um, like the the strain that black a lot of black professionals were having going back to a lot of their workspaces with their white colleagues and knowing that they can't openly vent their pain and their frustration. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's a lot, but um, I think that you know I'm I am I'm optimistic. You know uh, about. The change. I just. I, I know that we've done this before. We've been here before. We've been here with my brother, with with Trayvon Martin. We've been here with Eric Garner. We've been here with Philando Castile. We've been here with Sandra Bland. We've been here before. Yes. And what we don't want to do is to take our foot off the gas. What we cannot do is allow ourselves to be satisfied with the status quo. Oh, they arrested him. There has not been a conviction yet. And 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 until then, we're not going to let off the gas until yes. there are there is some reform. We are not letting off the gas until we see let legislation change. We are not letting off the gas until you understand what your privilege does to, to our people. We are not letting off the gas. And so and we, we cannot do that. Um, and we'll not do that. Thank you so much. So I am, um, I'm, I'm absolutely, uh, feeling a little bit more optimistic that it, it may not you know, that we, we see some people that are tired. Like when you see that video and hear that man calling for his mother, 
if you don't feel something in that, then then you then there's something wrong with you. Yes. They're, they're yes. Wrong with you. Did you see the video with his brother talking to the the older man and then the younger teenager? I didn't see that one. He, I was in tears. He's he this older man. He was forty five. I'm like he like I've been dealing with this my whole life. His brother, I think he said he's 31. He's like, I, I get it, bro, but you got to find a different way. He was telling them not to burn down their own neighborhood. He's like, you got to find a different way. And then he was like, this boy right here is 16. He got, we got to find a different way. It ain't working. And he's like, he's screaming. He said, you 45, I'm 31. He's 16. We need yeah. to find a different. I felt that. I was like, look at the generations of men right here in front of our eyes. You, there has to be some, it, we got to find a different way. I don't know who's going to do it, but you got to keep, we got to figure out something. Like I said, I, right now I feel like I'm, an, I'm a follower. I'm, I'm waiting for my leader to step up, give me what my rules and my orders, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to boot up. Right now I'm the, the militant. I need to be, I'm waiting for the leaders. I know, my, I'm, I know my place. Sometimes I know when it's time to lead, but I also know when it's time to follow. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, we we gotta we gotta do we gotta vote. We can't just vote for the presidential election. We gotta vote, you know, um, for our local elections. We gotta put the right people in, in in office. And people always talk about like, you know, I have a right not to vote. My vote doesn't. And and, and, and you're right. I get you, but then then we see no change, right? Like we can't mm -hmm. we can't vote for the president and then don't vote for nobody. That's what happened to Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying? Like we voted for him, but then we didn't vote for any other part, people that could support him and pushing some of the legislation that we wanted to see happen. So then we, we deemed him like, Oh, Barack didn't do nothing. No, we, he, he was in everything that, that was proposed was getting shut down because the people that we needed to be in Congress were not there because we don't vote in, in local elections. Right. We don't like, you know, like, so, so that, that is, that is a problem that we have to. I couldn't we have wait to, to get older to vote. I couldn't wait. Man, I was like, all we did was learn about the history of voting <laughs> and how we needed to. Uh, people fought for their rights and died and marched. To, what? What? Are you yeah. not gonna exercise your right? I think that there's a disconnection that is happening. Like uh, you know, with, with, but you know what? I, I'm not gonna say it's with all of our young people because I no. see some of our young folks out here Absolutely. that are really organizing, that are really standing up, that are making their voices heard. Um, that 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 young sister, Asanya uh, Lenore, who organized that um, the protest in Youngstown, and um, Tiasha Sims, that Absolutely. was a part. Of I mean, these young people are on fire, and they are the generation that is really like you know making a, a strong push, but um, I do see a lot of our young people that are very complacent, and um, oftentimes they were like, well, we, we didn't learn none of this, or it, do, it doesn't feel tangible to them, and so um, we, have to, we have to be able to educate. That's why I tell my, my fiance today as we were driving, I was like, you know, the one thing that I don't want to do, um, because I, I'm very passionate, and I think that even when I talk, people think I might be yelling at them or cussing them out, mm -hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to find a space that we can um, educate one another. What we have to do is, like, when I learn something, I have to give it to my gen the generation behind me. I have to give it to my peers. I have to give it to them because one thing that we're lacking, because we see a lot of our young brothers out there and, and, and young folks out there that were maybe a part of looting or throwing, they're angry, right? And they, they feel this frustration. They don't know what it is. That we, we the Dr. Gloria Lapsed Billings calls it a thousand daily cuts, right? And so what, when people talk about racism, they think, 
think, oh, well, ain't nobody burning a cross in your lawn, so nobody, so we're post-racial. Well, ain't nobody, everybody, you know, we can go days without somebody getting shot or lynched, so we're post-racial. But what they don't see is the thousand daily cuts that people of color experience in this country every day. So it's the looks that we get when we're walking across the street. It's people following us in the store. It's the the, the um, astronomical times that we are pulled over for no reason. In your neighborhood, it's, in your driveway. That's right. That's right. And so those are the thousand daily. You know, you just get cut, cut, yes. cut, cut, cut. Those and small one day, paper cuts, though. You, that's right. <laughs> And you know how, and you feel it. Like, it's, it's, the, it's these microaggressions. It's people saying, hello, hello, hello to everyone else. And then they, when they get you, they say, what up, G? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that kind of stuff. That's come on, like, come on. Like, you, 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 you greeted everybody the same way until you got to me. And then when you go off on it, they're like, oh, you're, you're sensitive. You're upset. No, we, we recognize a microaggression, but some of our people don't have the language to express what it is that they're feeling. And so they just like, they're just upset and they're mad. So what I'm trying to do now is as I'm learning in this program or as I'm reading books and, and I'm finding language, I'm trying to give my people language. This is what you're feeling. This is called a microaggression. This is what, and this is what it means and, and, and it helped them understand trauma, the trauma of our parents, the trauma of our grandparents, the trauma of our great-great-grandparents that didn't just go away because Barack Obama was put in office. We are oh. not racial. Right, just because Jay-Z is so. a billionaire. Now all black people, no. Right. No. They're like, well, if he could do it, pull yourself up by your bootstrap. No, my brother, the resources have not been in our community, and we would like to see them in our community. I was just talking to somebody today, and I'm like, do you think that black and brown people just are inherently, you know, criminal? Do you, is that what you really believe? And um, I said, like, you put people in a position, in, in desperate positions, in desperate situations, People do things to survive. This is now survival. You know, we people have created gang families because they need it. Because you know, when the talk, let's talk about um, the war on drugs and how it was literally ravishing families. You know, for very small things. So, I mean, the 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 system, the systemic racism that has um, started in this country through four hundred years ago at, in slavery, we are still feeling the effects of that to this day. And until people are really ready to have a real conversation about that, then we will not get any further. And the problem with the black community as it relates to the queer community is that oftentimes those who have been oppressed then become the oppressor of somebody who they think is less than them. And so um, what you see happen is that, well, I'm black and I get criminalized for this, but at least I'm not gay. Yes. And so let me... Let me be, let me put my foot on the gay man or the gay woman or the, or the trans man or the trans woman because at least I ain't that. And that gives me a little, that makes me feel a little bit better about my particular circumstance. And so um, that's, that's where we're at. something that's been taught to us so, in so many occasions in our lives. That's right. That's where we're at, my brother. That's where we are. And um, until we have, we got to have real conversations. We have to be able to give each other, like, language. We have to be able to help each other to understand on a different level. We, we're surface right now. Right now we just mad or we're feeling a way or that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the, black people and brown people, we know what it feels like to be marginalized. We know what it feels like to be oppressed. We know what it feels like to be targeted. So it, it, it behooves me to think that we would do this to another group of people. When, but... <laughs> It's what we do because I need to feel like I have some power. Yeah. I need to 
got something. So I'm a, I'm a, that's a bully. I kicked a little man because now I feel better about the particular circumstances that I'm in. And so as a whole, we got to get there. But that don't take away from the fact that I still would scream Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. But, I'm still not going to stop the fight. I still understand right. where I'm at. I still know my position. That's right. I still know who I am. I still that's know what you see what first when you see me. You see that's this right. brown sprinkled that's down. Right. That's, you see this brown sugar all over. That's what they see first. <laughs> they see they black see. male. They don't say that's, it's a man that's black. They say black male. That's, what that's right. Say. Absolutely. Nobody's getting a description of you. If they see you walking down the street, they say, oh, oh, there's a black man in my neighborhood. And da, 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 da. Nobody's going to say, you know, if they see a black gay one, they're not going to describe me that way. Right. So so we uh, we understand where we are. We understand the position that we're in. But in our community, I need you to know that all black lives matter. Right. And so because um, in that our community, the, when we're black already, they don't describe us as black. Then they go down to, oh, well, he gay. I don't know. That's right. Keep the black. Just like for when you want me to keep it black, keep it black. Yeah. Because that's where the love yeah. is at. So, um, yeah, man, we're we in a fight. We're in a fight. We are in a fight. But I, I am very much, um, I'm, I'm optimistic. And, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop. Like, that doesn't mean we let right. up. That means that we are getting the attention. You see, uh, they, they just changed the name of uh, Pens- what is it, Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever leading up to the White House to uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, and did you see the street? It's huge. They painted like it the. Is. <laughs> I'm sure you can see that from an airplane. That's what I, I'm like. I feel like if you fly over, you can see Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah, I was cracking up. Shout out like, to the world. Was, Come on, DC. That's right. That's right. I wasn't at the DC mayor. I was like, that's, that's like, that's hey, it's the start. Hey, I guess it's the start. But all right, now you go ahead and inflict some change on some other things, and we gonna get this party rolling. But just know right. it's rolling, and it ain't stopping. We took the brakes off. We took the brakes off the car now, y'all. The brakes are yeah, gone. Yeah, we, we got, and we we can't we can't let up. Now we can't let up. That's so why, you know, people, I see people like on the, like some of these um, sites are like, why are y'all still protesting? The officers have been arrested. Why are y'all still protesting? And we're like, listen, because it ain't, because we, because maybe uh, George Floyd was the breaking point, but it ain't just George Floyd. <laughs> like yeah. this, that's it. Like, come on, like, you know, we still have, you know, people that have been killed with no consequence, you know, even with the, the Amar Arbery situation, how is it that these men got to go home? This black body is living in Atlanta Middle Street. They were able to, they told this brother's mother that your son was shot and killed because he was caught in an, in a robbery. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how we are, how you are able to spin that kind of a story. That's crazy to me. And uh, <laughs> if we don't have video, you know what I'm saying? Like our lives, they could just kill us and say, well, he was resisting. He reached for my gun. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. So That's we can't. one of the saddest things, man. It's make you feel like you just need, like, a body camera in the front, the back of you. Yeah. Somebody yes. following you always. Like, before, you know, you might be getting into a little trouble. of like, all right, I'm sneaking out the house. I'm going here. I'm going to send you the address. Now it's like, well, I'm just going down to the store to save a lot, but let me send you the address. I'm going to McDonald's, but let me send you the address just so you know where I'm at. Like, I'm just going to go to the mailbox, but let me send you the address so you know right. where I was just yeah. in case something happens to me. Yeah, that's right. We got to do that to protect. But we have to protect ourselves. We have to protect our brothers and sisters. We have to protect each other. 
Yes, and that's why I'm talking about that. Like I said, with the boat. Listen, this boat. We need to treat this boat like it's very delicate. It's the one. You know how people yeah. be like, you only got one mama. It's like that's how I feel. Like we got we. It's that one. We only got one love, y'all. We got one race, or we got our community. We gotta we gotta love it here. We gotta make sure these bridges are built this time with steel that cannot be destructed. We need to come back stronger. Just remember. The, this, those, these pieces of paper that declared this nation the nation was not written for us. Like, yes. I'm like that's. I'm like, when are we gonna rewrite these documents? The, when we, yeah. what about that? Can we read? Can we just need to start clean? But that's that's, that's going right. to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. But yeah. it's, it's we're willing. People are definitely willing, and I'm glad that they the fight has begun. Yeah, I mean, we've been fighting, you know, people talk about, like, peaceful protests, man. Come on. Like, I, we don't I'm talk on... about it at my job. I say, don't ask yeah. me no questions. <laughs> don't yeah. do it. We are tired. We are, we are all, I mean, we're all about being peaceful. And for the most part, I've seen nothing but peaceful protests. I want to be very clear about that. The people are peaceful. Um, but, again, like Dr. King said, right, it's the language of the unheard. Like, we, y'all going to listen to something I got to say because these buildings can be rebuilt, but y'all mm-hmm. taking our lives, and that cannot be replaced. So, you know, um, you're not going to justify the killing of black bodies over this building that I done threw a brick through. Absolutely. Well, Jocelyn, so, we, we have definitely got a lot underneath. I got a couple yeah. more calls I'm going to make. But I just want I appreciate to, you. I appreciate you so much. I want to thank you for coming on, being a guest and using your voice. Um, I definitely, like I said, I understand what's going on in the world, but I still want to have you back on as a guest because I need our city to hear a little bit more behind the scenes of J.P. Yeah. Parker because, you know, you got fans out here. You got people who appreciate <laughs> you and love you. And sometimes people want to little get to know you a little bit more, but they won't ask you. They don't want to, you know, just yeah, in too much. So we want to hear you. We want to hear your story. We want to hear what's going on. We want to hear your love. That's how I feel like. I feel, we're all love, so we want to hear your love. So we're definitely going to have you back. I'd love, to, I'd love to be here. So thank you for the invitation. I look forward to that for sure. Absolutely. Well, I want to say this with my whole heart. You be safe out there. Remember, sure COVID, is, COVID is still alive. So you still That's make right. sure you social distancing during all of yeah. these practices and stay safe. Yeah. Have that sanitizer. But you have a very nice day. You too. You too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that this, this episode today was very, very inspiring to me to be able to sit back and talk with these people who all come from different walks of life, but I have known them all for some time and I appreciate them. I appreciate their stands in life. I stand with them and I just want to continue to try to do my part and just spread positivity in the world and try to figure out how we're going to move forward together, together, um, together. And just to remind you that black lives matter, all black lives matter, every black life matters. And we are in this fight together. Let's get this boat rocking and make it the best damn boat of all time. And let's get it our lives and our love and our focus together. Amen? Amen. This has been The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns.